Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Well, it turns out that Democrats hate Israel. And I know that that's not a newsflash for you, but uh, they're being very, very vocal about it, including Susan Sarandon, the actress who's now no longer represented by a prominent talent agency in Hollywood because she's just so vitriolic in her hatred for the Jews. Democrats have a problem here. And Jordan Peterson actually sets it right when he says, once again, the left is trying to side with the victims... And they have been led to believe it's the Palestinians. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. It'll be a double duty day for me today. After this show today, I'll be filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. So I'll be on till nine o'clock tonight. Hope you'll join me for that. And we'll do a lot. And obviously, we'll take Levin's first hour live on the show as we do whenever I fill in for him. So we'll be starting at the Mark Levin Show at 6 p.m. today. A lot going on in the world, even though it's a slower week. I'll tell you, one of the things that is uh, absolutely amazing right now is that you've got a president of the United States of America, Joe Biden, who's pursuing his political enemies using the Department of Justice, a weaponized Department of Justice, to go after and persecute the chief rival to the presidency of the United States of America, Donald Trump, going after him in every single way he possibly can, and also going after you and me, deciding that we're domestic violent extremists and using the weaponized federal law enforcement to go after us, silence us, censor us, tell us what the news is, tell us what's information, what's disinformation. And yet I hear from idiots like Joe Scarborough and MSNBC about how if Donald Trump gets another term, it's going to be the end of democracy as we know it. It will be the end of democracy. It will be the end of mankind. He will execute whoever he can execute. I kid you not. He says all this. We have the audio clip. He'll, he'll execute whoever he will, wants to execute. He'll imprison anyone he wants to imprison. It'll be just an absolute authoritarian regime. Now, obviously, these people are insane. I mean, this is MSNBC. This is this. It's an insane place. It's with insane people like Joe Scarborough and Mika, his hype person, and uh, and Reverend Al, obviously Reverend Al Sharpton. But give me a break, man. I mean, this is the same tired warnings we got in 2016. The same tired tropes of Trump's Hitler, and just like Hitler, he's gonna he's gonna wind up taking over the country and destroying our freedoms, and, and then execute everybody. Meanwhile, in real time, you have Democrats cheering on people that want to exterminate Jewish people 
and actually kill them. And you can't make this stuff up. You really can cannot. Uh, 855-839-1210 is the number. So let's begin there, shall we? This is uh, lunatic Joe Scarborough with his hype man, Mika Brzezinski, as he sits there on MSNBC and tells everybody just how dangerous another Trump term is really going to be. Cut number five. Responsibility to, to really to tune out the voices of of the haters, of, of the people that are constantly uh, double shilling and triple checking and shilling for him and suggesting Sick. that somehow they're being biased. Sick. Bending over backwards, treating him like a normal <sighs> candidate. He's not a normal candidate. <sighs> he is running to end American democracy as we know it. He's an authoritarian who a, a court uh, in, in Colorado two days ago ruled that, that he led an insurrection against the United States government. He's charged with leading schemes to help overthrow the United States government. So so if they want to frame it uh, that way, that's fine. If, if you want to be fair, if you want to be fair, then you will frame this uh, as uh, Joe Biden being the candidate that supports American democracy and Donald Trump, a candidate who supports a new form of government here that's authoritarian. It's really that simple. And by the way, Reverend Allen, people go, oh, you can't compare him to past Nazi leaders. You can't compare him to this past Nazi leader or that past fascist leader because he hasn't done that. Well, what hasn't he done? He hasn't done the things that the American judicial system did not allow him to do last time, but may very well allow him to do this time or a judicial system that will be ignored by Donald Trump and ran over by Donald Trump to create the greatest constitutional crisis of our lifetimes. Just because he hasn't done it yet doesn't mean he won't do it when he gets a chance to do it. Completely unhinged. This is MSNBC. Completely unhinged. But you see, he, he never did those things. We heard these warnings in 2016. He never did those things as president. But just because he didn't do those things doesn't mean he won't do these things now. And they compare him to Hitler still. I just went to the World War II Museum, which is in New Orleans. If you've never had a chance to go, I highly recommend it. It really is amazing. You could spend days there. There's so much to it. There's so much depth to it. But there's an entire portion of the museum that talks about the Italian campaign. Why do they ever compare Trump to Mussolini out of curiosity? Why is it always Hitler? They never compare him to Mussolini. And, and, I, and I just I can't figure that out because everything that Joe Scarborough just described is fascism in a nutshell. And that's exactly what we have in this country right now under Joe Biden. A strong central government that uses its powers to go after its political enemies, to silence them, to go after them, to shut them up. And then to make sure that the people who are helping them get off easy. People like Ray Epps, for example. Ray Epps. You know that Ray Epps, for example, this guy, when he was out there telling people, tomorrow we go in the Capitol, we go in the Capitol, and then he went on a victim campaign afterward to tell everybody that uh, they were targeting him. They were targeting him, and the New York Times defended Ray Epps, and then he got charged with a slap on the wrist. Not even, I don't know if it's really, you can say a charge, but certainly nothing like the actual January Sixers. when Ray Epps urged people to trespass, trespass inside the Capitol, he knew it was a crime because he had an outstanding warrant for criminal trespass in Pennsylvania from 2015. He wasn't the only one removed from the FBI suspects list. So what really happened? This is something that Laura Logan was asking on Truth and Media on social. But this is what I mean. This is this is this is this is the, the problem. 
right? When you have a government that will use its law enforcement powers to punish its enemies and then use that same power to help its friends, you have fascism, you have a police state, you have authoritarianism. That's what you have. We didn't have that with Donald Trump. He never went after Hillary Clinton. He never went after his political enemies. The warning we get from these idiots in TV is that, oh, next time, next time, uh, he'll do those things. Not now, but next time. And they, <coughs> I guess we're supposed to pretend like we're all dumb and ignore the fact that Joe Biden is actually doing those things. And Joe Biden is literally using the powers that he has as president, his Justice Department, to go after political enemies. Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee. You know, I've, I, I've said this before, and he's now ex- expanded his lead over Biden in a 2024 matchup, according to some new polling that came out. No, I, look, I don't put much much stock in national polls, but the, the state polls all say a pretty similar thing. He's beating Biden. So the United States Department of Justice is still going after the guy who is the, the most likely candidate to the president of the United States, the most likely challenger, and to a guy who's beating him. Beating him like a drum. And here's the other problem that I have right now. The other problem that I have is that, that's why I never say mainstream media. We, you and I, what we talk about every day on the show, we are mainstream. What we talk about is actually mainstream. And you know this if you talk to anybody who works for a living. And they'll tell you, yeah, you know what, Rich? You're exactly right. They'll, they, they agree with us. They believe what we, what we say. That's why I never refer to the media as the mainstream media. I call them the corporate media because they have the agenda of their of their corporate masters behind them. I do not. I, I mean, I, I work for a company, but that's irrelevant. That's not why I call them corporate media. I call them corporate media because they do the bidding of their corporate masters who have a, an agenda, and that's a lefty agenda. And so as part of that, how many times in your life do you feel as if you can't say something you want to say? Or when you hear somebody say it, like me, for example, you nod your head and go, yes, 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 that's exactly right. Yes, I totally agree. I'm with you 100%. Our ideas are mainstream. Their ideas are not. This is the problem, though. This is the problem. And let's take the, 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 the corporate media for a moment. There is something that's going on that Christian Schneider pointed out at National Review. It is something called a tax, a link tax. And the major media outlets in this country will most likely benefit from the proposed tax, and they'll never run a single word critical of it. It turns out that um, what is going through Congress right now would force big tech companies to the bargaining table, allowing traditional media outlets to extract a mandatory fee for allowing Google and Facebook to link to their stories. The Journalism Competition and Preservation Act, that's actually the name, The Journalism Competition and Preservation Act is a bill introduced by Senator Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota. It would effectively make the local news industry dependent on the government for revenue, setting up a state-run media system that would induce any local paper to think twice about criticizing politicians who voted to stuff their bank accounts. Now, as this piece points out, the enemies of big tech claim that companies like Apple, Google, Facebook are getting fat on the work product of local reporters, while themselves they provide nothing. This is what Senator Klobuchar thinks. And and clearly there's a lot of people. The other day on on the flight, this guy had a newspaper, an old-fashioned newspaper next to me. And he was a big guy, too, and he kept bumping into my my shoulder because he kept – flipping it open and reading it. It was a, these, these seats on these planes have gotten so small. You're, you're crammed in there like a sausage. But 
a lot of people don't get their media anymore from the corporate media. They don't read the New York Times. They don't turn on CBS, NBC, and ABC. As I pointed out to you yesterday, if you do, you'll learn 0.0 about Biden's scandals. People don't get their news that way. A lot of times, especially with younger people, they're getting it on social media. I mean, I've got people all day sending me stories, people linking to great things that they found on social media. But here's the thing. The, the, the corporate media hates that people got that Joe Scarborough bit that we just played you, that Joe Scarborough segment, not from watching it on MSNBC, from somebody ripping it and then putting it on social media. So they want to charge for that. They want to go after as, as a way of saving local journalists. So in order to save local journalism, Klobuchar's bill would force these big Internet companies to negotiate a fee with local news entities, local papers. It will surprise no one that most newspapers support the bill, as it could lead to a substantial windfall and reverse their fledgling fortunes. Now, there is no doubt traditional media outlets have been hammered by the emergence of the online information world. Talk radio has, too. I'm not looking for podcasters who are on social media to, to, to pay a fee. People have lots of different ways to consume information and consume media. My theory is if you're good, you'll be fine. You'll be good. If you're, if, you're, if you're good at what you do, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. That's my theory. Competition weeds out people that aren't very good at something. But corporate media doesn't like competition, and they don't like the idea that there are now all of these other ways for people to get their media and get their news and get their information. And so you don't need to buy necessarily the local newspaper anymore because, let's face it, most of those newspapers are owned by other conglomerates. You know, USA Today, for example, owns a lot of, quote unquote, local newspapers in this country. That group that owns that newspaper group owns a lot of them. In 2005, U.S. newspapers collected nearly $50 billion in advertising revenue. By 2020, that revenue had fallen to $9.6 billion. And that means fewer people working in the newspaper sector. In 2006, employment at newspapers in the United States topped out at over 74,000. By 2020, it had fallen to 31,000 with fewer reporters out there covering local stories. Congressional candidates like George Santos, Santos, whose outrageous lies went undetected on his way to election, may soon be a dime a dozen. This is why support for a link tax has swelled in recent years in Congress, he writes. California is looking at instituting its own. Canada and the European Union are also going down this road. So if you link to something, you'll, you'll pay a, a tax on that. One would think that taxing large, successful online media companies to subsidize smaller, struggling uh, ones is a progressive fever dream. But even some Republicans are backing this as well, like Lindsey Graham, who view the scheme as a chance to reduce the influence of big tech. So if they don't like something, if they feel like big tech has too much influence and they can't control it, then they, they, they tax it, they regulate it, they tax it again. This is where the regulation bit comes in. Ever since Twitter suspended Donald Trump because of the of the quote unquote risk of inciting violence after the January 6th Capitol riot. Conservatives have been hatching up ways to regulate social media companies. I don't consider those people to be conservatives. I think that they are big government Republicans. They want to they they are they sound just like the left. You know, if you're out there saying that big tech needs to do this or big tech needs to do that, then basically what you are is you're just a big government Republican. You can call yourself conservative, but that's not a conservative position. As the Cato Institute's Paul Matsko has pointed out, most of the revenue collected by the Australian link tax didn't go to small newspapers, but instead went to conglomerates of media outlets. 
Of course it does. Because most most news today is part of a conglomerate. Let's face it, they are the days of mom and pop local newspapers are are long gone. You know, the day that Clark Kent was working at the uh you know, you know, the, the the newspaper as his as his cover story for living his double life. The day of the Daily Planet being an independent newspaper. Now there are some in major cities, but mind you, a lot of times even those are owned by big conglomerates. So so all this is is just another way to get money for journalists, quote unquote journalists, and then it's another way to bust the chops of big tech. Think about this right now. Given that local outlets produce news stories that typically get regional attention, their cut of the revenues would be small, while it will still be the large newspapers that reap the biggest windfall of this so-called link tax that Amy Klobuchar and others are proposing. This uh, Journalism Competition and Protection Act stipulates that media companies of over 1,500 exclusive full-time employees will be ineligible for payouts, which would exclude papers like the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the Wall Street Journal. But it would include other outlets like the New York Post, the Los Angeles Times, the Chicago Tribune. The employee cap does not apply to television companies, meaning a multi-billion dollar company like Sinclair with 13,000 employees will be able to accept this tax money as well. And of course, much of this revenue would be going to the hedge funds that are buying up local media outlets and stripping them for parts, which is another thing that's facing the radio industry today is you've got hedge funds that come in and buy fledgling companies. And then they just it's like, you know, they, they sell the bolts and the and the microphones. With an incentive to get bigger, local media outlets would undoubtedly do what their Australian counterparts have done, which is start to merge and consolidate. If larger companies get more of the link tax revenue that's being proposed, it only makes sense for the little guys to be part of a larger company. Small town papers are already going extinct. Financial incentives to consolidate will only hasten their demise. In fact, as the Cato Institute has noted, there could not possibly be a worse time for this kind of attacks, given that big tech companies are already trying to rid their platforms of third party news content. In an effort to force users to share more content on his site and not drive readers elsewhere, Elon Musk has removed headlines from news links shared on Twitter and reduced the reach of stories known as throttling, which is shared from papers like the New York Times. I mean, it's smart, right? He wants to keep you on Twitter. He doesn't want you clicking on a link that takes you back to the New York Times. And for a lot of people, if there's a paywall, they're just not going to look at it anyway. They're going to go right by it. I can't tell you how many times I get a story and I hit a paywall and I, I'm not I'm not giving them the do, the dollar for my seven day trial, which then converts to two hundred dollars a year. I'm not I'm not doing it, so I'm just not going to read the story. Why should I? There's a I spend every day trying to figure out what I'm not going to talk about because there's just so much information all the time. So why the hell would I pay to get information? And it's not because I'm opposed to it. If I, I will pay if it's good, but I'm not going to necessarily pay to read one story when I otherwise don't want to give that newspaper my hard-earned money. If they write a good story, but I don't have access to it because of a paywall, oh, okay, that's too bad. I'm, I'm still not giving the Washington Post or the New York Times my money. And you see, there are a lot of people that have that same mindset. And as a result of that now, when you can get pretty much the same information online, you can have people share with you. They'll send you tweets Hey, you follow this person on Twitter, you follow that person on Twitter. And then what happens, of course, is that the, the, the corporate journalists and their masters, they get very, very upset by that. 
So what's happening right now is that Google has recently laid off a number of employees in its news division, leading publishers to note that traffic from the search engine is down. And as the New York Times recently put it, the major online platforms are breaking up with the news. You know why, too? You have a lot of, I would say, citizen journalists who are out there fighting the good fight every day to bring you information that a lot of times the corporate media will never touch. I mean, how many times on this show do you hear stories that you would never hear on the corporate media, ever? So that's the other problem, too, is that many times the corporate media is so filtered through the quote-unquote mainstream lens of what they think is mainstream, you wind up missing some really good stuff. That's why you come to talk radio, to hear stuff that you just typically won't hear other ways, other where, and, you, and you'll get it processed and broken down in a different way to look at it as well. I don't, I don't have to give you the corporate line on something. I can just give you the truth, which is why you're here. Now, listen, Cherry Hill Volvo is the studio sponsor. So every day we broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvo studios. And, you know, it's always an honor for me to do so because I absolutely love our partnership and our friendship with Cherry Hill Volvo. They're right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Already they have aggressive pricing promotions for you and your family. But they're about to get even better because Cherry Hill Volvo is going through a renovation. It's been a family dealership since the 1960s when Judah's father started it, but now they're going to do a massive renovation. And as part of that, they have to move some cars to make room for the construction equipment. So this is your time to get, to capitalize on, on the already aggressive pricing with even new promotions, including $1,000 off all new Volvos plus owner loyalty, $2,000 off if you use Volvo car financing or leasing, $7,500 off if you get a Volvo plug-in. The beautiful part about it, of course is that you will get exceptional customer experience. Judith Krupnik prides herself on that. So does Yosef, the entire sales team, giving you what you deserve, which is an outstanding customer experience. So go see them today. They're right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. The minutes over the bridge, they are by far the region's most accessible Volvo dealership, and they would love to see you. So don't wait. Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Remember, an extra an extra $1,000 off new Volvos, an extra 2000 off if you use Volvo car financing or Volvo leasing at Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All righty, it is um, right before Thanksgiving. The craziness about to ensue. Good luck as you're getting ready to travel. Good luck. There's a lot, uh, a lot of people hitting the roads already. It's going to be a busy travel season, obviously. But I can tell you, though, that uh, the price of food has gone up, despite the lies by the White House and the corporate media, pretending like everything's fine, pretending like you're not paying more this year. You know that. You, you know we are. Everybody knows we are, right? White House claims Thanksgiving meal prices are down. That's a bunch of BS. That's not the whole story. Daily Wire had a piece on this. White House claimed on Monday, the, the Fembot came out and said that Thanksgiving meal costs were down. And while the average cost of a turkey, typical side dishes and desserts have come down slightly from 2022's record high, they are still well above pre-pan levels. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre Fembot opened Monday's briefing with a list of Thanksgiving staples from turkey and cranberries to car rentals and airfare and showed the percentage by which the prices had come down. And while the prices have come down compared to 2022, Prices are still higher than they were in previous years, particularly before COVID. According to a report published by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the average cost for a Thanksgiving meal for 10 people in 2023 is $61.17. That's down 4.5% from 2022's average, but it's still up about 15% from 2021 and up 25% from 2019. So in other words, don't don't believe the spin here and the lies to, to say that this president has brought down the price of your turkey uh, is talking turkey. That's what that means. The decrease in costs, though, according to the American Farm Bureau Federation, was primarily driven by a lower price for turkeys. Given its prominence, the turkey is the true driver of Thanksgiving dinner prices. This year's drop in turkey prices is attributable to a decrease of avian influenza cases and the resulting recovery in the turkey flock. Ah, did the White House Fembot share that little tidbit with you? Nope. Did you know that? No. Did I mean, Avian flu. Who, who would think that avian flu has something to do with turkeys and Thanksgiving costs? Remember? I mean, who would think that? But this is, this is, the, this is what I mean about the, the, the lies that are told and then repeated by the corporate media. I mean, how many times did the corporate media insist that your Thanksgiving dinner this year is cheaper than last year? And a way to attribute it to Joe Biden and the administration. There's nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact there's more turkeys now. They had to slaughter less turkeys because there's less bird flu outbreaks. So, the, so the, the driver of all of everything around your Thanksgiving table on Thursday, assuming you're having turkey, because I know that there's a controversy uh, that radio talk show host Jesse Kelly started when he said that nobody really wants turkey. Do something special, which has caused you know, the Internet to explode. But if you are doing turkey, which we are, because I'm a, I'm a traditionalist, and I deep fry that bird, and it comes out beautiful crisp after a 48-hour buttermilk brine. You can't beat it. Trust me, you'll love it. You would love it. And I would do it in the wood-fired pizza oven, but the pizza oven is not in yet. So I can't do that this year. So I'll, I'll be going the deep fry route. And, you know, back when I used to work with Dawn, she would do stories every day leading up to that about people who burn their house down. And the way I look at it is that's just, that's evolution. If you burn your house down deep frying a turkey, you just, you're, you're just a dumb person. You don't deserve the house. There's no other way to put it. You don't do it inside. You don't do it close to the house and you'll be fine. 
and you wear gloves and you <laughs> take precautions, obviously, and you make sure the bird's not frozen because if you drop a frozen turkey into a, 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 a boiling thing of hot peanut oil, it will shoot up to the moon and probably bring down a plane. So you don't do those things. But if you're an intelligent person, you know this. So I don't need warnings. I don't need warnings from, from news people. I don't need warnings from the government. I know this. I have been deep frying a turkey for the last, I don't know, maybe 15 years with a couple exceptions here and there. I've never burned down my house. I've never even got a burn. Never. Not one time. And it's a beautiful way to do it because it crisps up the skin. It keeps the bird freaking moist, juicy, and delicious. Where was I going with this? Oh, yes. But if you're not doing turkey because you want to do something different, I understand that. Like, let me pull the gentleman on the show. Let me ask my executive producer, Matt DeSantis. So you, you guys doing turkey this year? Uh, yes, my mom okay. is cooking a turkey. Uh, I will ad- admit, though, I'm not a big turkey fan. Fair enough. All right. Uh, uh, Henry, you turkey this year? Yeah, we are doing a turkey as well. But I, I'm in agreement with Matt. I, if there were ever a time that a ham would substitute a turkey, I'd be okay with that. Love a good ham. Now, how many times do you get turkey sandwiches? Me? Yeah. Uh, irregularly. Um, but I, turkey and cheese point, hoagie? You yeah, don't ever get a turkey and cheese yeah, hoagie? Yeah, I'll get it occasionally, mm-hmm. yeah. That's- I think people eat more turkey throughout the year than they realize. But I, I agree with I, – so I agree and I disagree with Jesse Kelly's point on, on Twitter when he said, nobody lies to themselves as hard as all of you pretending that you're looking forward to having turkey. You never order turkey in a restaurant. Why? I thought it was special. Turkey sucks. Don't be a slave to tradition. Have something special. Now, Matt Walsh responded to that and said, insane logic. Nobody has eggnog in July. Does that mean eggnog isn't delicious? You would never eat a funnel cake unless you're at a carnival or a boardwalk. Yet funnel cake is fantastic. Some foods just have to be enjoyed in very specific contexts. I agree with that. I think turkey's one of them. But I also think, though, that the problem is that most people don't know how to cook a turkey because they, they bake it. And it dries it out. I agree with that uh, assessment, your assessment, because I've had um, smoked turkey before from uh, a barbecue establishment, mm-hmm. and that was delicious. But the baked turkey is not for me. No. And my buddy Jay smokes turkeys, and it's fan- amazing. You would Delicious, absolutely delicious. But this comes back to a fundamental problem. You blame the food and not the chef. Well, I don't want to blame my mom because she could be listening and I could get, you know, uninvited to her Thanksgiving uh, feast. That's true. And since you live at home with your parents, it'd be very awkward (laughs) if you had to stay in the basement the whole time and couldn't come up for dinner. I just smell the turkey. and I'm not allowed to even enjoy the stuffing or the the mac and cheese or anything. (laughs) Now, but... This is the uh, this is the thing that regardless of what you have, because I think the number two choice, if you're not going to do turkey, and I don't mean the vegans like the people that eat the tofurkeys or the turduckins or no, turdurkin is I think something different. Turduckin, yeah, that's a a duck inside of a turkey. A a duck inside of a turkey, which sounds glorious to me. Mm -hmm. And also like something I once did in college, but that's a totally (laughs) different uh, topic for another day. Uh, I think the number two choice would be a big prime rib that you'd get for your family. Now we're uh, break- talking. Yeah, no, no doubt. And that's what that's what we do for Christmas in my house. On Christmas Eve, it's a traditional fish. Uh, some some years we do the seven fishes. Some years we just do like a nice, you know, linguine vongole. It depends on my mood. But on Christmas Day, we go with we go with rib. Turkey comes out one day a year. But I just I don't know. I think for Thanksgiving, I think you got to have it. I really do. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Like, would, I'm not like, oh my gosh, you know, turkey stand. I like turkey. It's just, yeah. I, yeah. Like, I had it for lunch today. So, yeah, it's kind of something. See what I mean? You, you probably eat it more than you well, realize. No, like lunch meat turkey. I mean, there's a difference between turkey turkey and lunch meat. I don't know. I feel like if you're, you know you're having turkey on Thursday, why are you eating turkey on a, on a Tuesday? It was there. A strange choice <laughs> by you. You've never heard of Turkey Tuesday? It's like Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of that. No. But either way, regardless of what you eat, the reason why Thanksgiving meals are down has nothing to do with Joe Biden. In fact, they're still up from where they were. When Trump was president, bottom line is your Thanksgiving dinner was cheaper, period. And the only reason why it's going to be cheaper this year than last year is because avian flu numbers are down. That's it. This is the problem. This is why it infuriates me so much, the lies and the spin. You know, the White House Fembach goes out there and repeats these lies. The corporate media picks them up and then they run with them. And then nobody from ABC, CBS or NBC News or National Public Radio or anything else is going to turn around and do an in-depth expose on the real reasons why you're paying less this year for your Thanksgiving dinner. Because everything is driven by the turkey. The American Farm Bureau Federation in their report, says this is primarily because of lower price for turkeys. And given its prominence, the turkey is the true driver of Thanksgiving dinner prices. Everything else is a side dish, but that's the true driver. This year's drop in turkey prices is attributable to a decrease of avian influenza cases and the resulting recovery in the turkey flock. Now, prices varied across the United States as well. The average cost higher on the West Coast and the Northeast than in the South and the Midwest. Because it feels like where we are in the Northeast, everything costs more where we live. It seems like we have the highest cost of living all the way around. But according to the American Farm Bureau Foundation's National Thanksgiving Survey, 2023 will have the second most expensive Thanksgiving meal in the survey's 38-year history. Let me say that again. 2023 will have the second most expensive Thanksgiving meal in the survey's 38-year history. A reduction of 4.5% of Thanksgiving meal was predominantly driven by a reduced cost of turkey, but also by reductions in seven of 11 surveyed dinner items. Although survey prices have begun to come down, food price inflation remains a real issue and serves as a a constraint on the budget of all U.S. consumers. Exactly right. Exactly right. This is what I'm talking about. You and I both know this economy under this president stinks. And to go out there and say and to hear them repeat the lies in the media that you're paying less this year for your Thanksgiving dinner is a flat out. it's, It's true in one sense. It has nothing to do with this president, nothing to do with this economy and everything to do with the avian freaking bird flu. All right, 855-839-1210 is the number on Twitter, at Rich Zioli, if you'd like to weigh in. Uh, but listen, after you eat, whether it's turkey and mashed potatoes or whether it's prime rib or it's a durkin, uh, you may start to feel like, all right, I got to get on track here. I need to lose some weight. If you do, you're not alone. And NJ Diet is going to make sure that they're there with you to help every step of the way. NJDiet.com. You will lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days time with NJDiet.com. That's what you should do. 
right now. And there are locations close by in King of Prussia, Newark, Delaware, Cherry Hill, and online with live online video consultations. See, NJ diet's different. There's no shots, no hormones, no prepackaged foods, no surgery, none of that nonsense. What NJ diet is, NJ diet's all natural based on your biochemistry, your body chemistry, and that's why it works. That's why it works. So please, don't wait. Get started today. 20 to 40 plus pounds, contractually guaranteed in only 40 days time with njdiet.com njdiet.com and lose the weight for good. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. All right, so money is obviously a huge driver in politics, no question about it. But you see the battle that we're up against every day, right? Every day we are battling a corporate media entity that is trying to cover for this administration every single day and we are also dealing with a corporate media that works to destroy enemies just like the government does and in the four o'clock hour i'm gonna get into this a little bit with you my friend tracy beans from uncover dc has a great piece about what's going on with elon musk and media matters and the lies that were told about elon musk and i'm going to share that with you as well as they try to paint him as an anti-semite here's something else too and this is an important point The, the king of New Jersey, King Philip the Unaccountable, his royal highness, his wife is running for U.S. Senate. And she has come out recently and she's come out and she's, she's proposed legislation. Now, she's not an elected official. She's, she's in no way, shape or form any more than a symbolic person. The first lady of New Jersey is a symbolic position. It's not a requirement under law. If you're, if you're not married, if you are a, a man, obviously, you don't, don't have a wife. If you're a woman, you'd, you'd have a first man. It's not, but she's out there proposing legislation. This is because she's running for U.S. Senate, and they're trying to maximize the resources of the state of New Jersey, which your taxpayer dollars fund, to push her out front, okay? That's what's happening. Now, in addition to this, The king of New Jersey, King Philip the Unaccountable, who has, of course, as you know, he is banning gas cars. He is banning gas cars. This is something else that his royal highness is doing. But everything that goes on every day, a big part of this, and the reason why Democrats get away with things like the first lady of New Jersey using her symbolic office to elevate herself to the U.S. Senate seat. Your taxpayer dollars funding radio ads that have her voice in it. Tammy Murphy proposing legislation, even though she's not an elected official, but they get away with this stuff is because the corporate media is on their side. And when somebody is not, is not on their side, then they go after them. And that's what happens. Let's take Elon Musk, for example. CNN published a story about Elon Musk being sued by a Jewish man immediately following his suit against Media Matters. CNN coordinating with Media Matters once again to try to bring down Elon Musk. They hate him and they want to bring him down. They, they, they find Elon Musk to be so repulsive because he is a guy who's fighting for your right to say whatever the hell you want on his platform. And, he, and, and they can't stand that. Because to them, it's about control. It's about controlling you, controlling the message, and controlling everything that comes out. And if you have somebody that challenges that and allows people freedom, well, freedom is a scary thing because then people can share ideas and can share ideas that are unconventional. I don't know if you heard in the CBS News Roundup before it came on the air or not, but they made a comment that people who defied lockdown orders, it turns out, they fared just as well in some cases, even better than everybody else. 
everybody else. That's what happened. They did just fine. They did just fine. But during COVID, we were told that science said you had to be locked down. Science said you couldn't leave your house. Meanwhile, there were countries around the world that were not having lockdowns like Sweden and others. And the people there were just fine. But again, we were told by our corporate masters and we were told by our scientific industrial complex community that if you ventured outside, you would die. And so what happened? You would try to challenge the orthodoxy on social media and they would shut you down. They would lock you down and they would make you be quiet. And that's what they would do. And the big part about controlling a population is controlling information. When you control the information, you can then control people because you can use fear as a tactic to manipulate people. You can give them good hope ideas, good, good news here and there to keep them encouraged, to keep them happy with the regime. But if you, if you give up the control of the information, well, then people can find out, number one, hey, the regime sucks. And number two, uh, there's better options out there. There's better alternatives. That's why you can't have countries around the world that have freedom when it comes to your ability to speak out. It doesn't exist. It's not compatible. You know, every time we talk about TikTok bans in this country, I think about how the TikTok in China is very different from the TikTok here in the United States of America because it's controlled by the state. So if you understand what the goal is, which is to have you under their thumb, then another way that they do this, of course, is to then destroy people that would challenge that. Elon Musk is the greatest example of this. Elon Musk is somebody who said on his platform, we're going to have freedom. We're going to allow people to come out and say things. And, and they want to destroy him over that. It's just as simple as that. They want to bring him down. He's such a threat to that. What do you think this whole link tax idea is all about? It's another way for the corporate media and big tech to partner up and join in together and control the message. Because if they can control the message and get tax benefits on the side, then everybody wins. This is why this idea is so dangerous. This is why the idea of taxing when a, a story is linked on a social media site is so dangerous is because it will ultimately, at the end of the day, it will help both big tech and corporate media embolden and strengthen and become even more powerful. And you'd have to be an idiot not to see that. But it's all about controlling you and controlling the message. You know, the media likes Tammy Murphy, but if Tammy Murphy were a Republican out there pretending like she's an elected official, pushing forward legislation, pushing, using her radio voice to, to sell herself as she runs for the U.S. Senate, she'd be getting destroyed nationally, just like Chris Christie did. Chris Christie, when, when Bridgegate happened, first of all, you would have thought that he was pushing people off of the bridge into the Hudson River and killing them. That's number one. And number two, when he did his radio ads after Hurricane Sandy and used his own voice, you would have thought that in those ads he was saying to everybody, and while we're at it, let's vote for me for president because of the, the way that they were all infuriated by the outrage. Nothing. Crickets about Tammy Murphy. Crickets. But I won't give you crickets. I'll give you the truth. And you'll hear all about that uh, when we come back. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli if you would like to weigh in. Listen, <clears throat> when it comes to everything we talk about on this show every single day, I am so proud of the great work of my friends at Emmons Roofing and Siding. They do great work. And I'm proud of our partnership and I'm proud of our friendship. And I would love for you to visit them 
Um, they have a design showroom for you in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. EmmonsRoofing.com or EmmonsRemodeling.com because Emmons got into the remodeling business too. And we used them in our last house. They remodeled our kitchen. They remodeled our bathroom. They did an outstanding job for us. And I would love for you to use them as well. I've been using Emmons for six years now for projects. And I'm going to be using them again. Matt and Stephanie dedicate themselves to trust and accountability and doing a great job for everyone. And you can depend on Emmons for that great work. All you got to do is go to EmmonsRoofing.com or EmmonsRemodeling.com and see for yourself the great work that they do. They serve Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and the Jersey Shore. And you know how brutal Jersey Shore winters can be on your roof. So if you need an inspection, get one from Emmons. EmmonsRoofing.com, the company I trust, EmmonsRoofing.com. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.